0: Blog Talk Radio
1: Good morning My name is Jeanette Abney And I'm coming on to you live With Precious Predicaments Blog Talk Radio I am also on Facebook Live For those of you that are out there At work or at home Or watching television Or just scrolling through your phone On Facebook Also on Facebook So This is when we normally do the show from the pulpit to the couch where you receive biblical teachings. But today you guys get a little bit more than just biblical teaching, because I am going to have my cousin on the air with us today. And my cousin is Mr. Cedric Boyd and he is also the author of some books that you guys might want to read. And for those of you who like me, which I know Tell me about, because I don't always want to read a book, he got something he wants to share with you guys. Now, today's topic is titled, Follow Your Vision. Now, do you know your purpose? Have your dreams, ideas, have they came true? Many individuals struggle with finding their purpose in life, and as a child, do you recall being asked, what do you want to do when you grow up? I never said I was going to be sitting at home doing a radio show, getting my foot massage with my foot massage and everything gets all at the same time. So they say that, but it's happening. So I'm grateful for that. So my question is, did you follow through with what you said you wanted to do as a child? Or did you just give up or did your life take a different course? Now, today's show is designed to share how to explore your vision and how to follow through. So, without further ado, let me bring on my cousin.
2: Hey, what's up, Jeanette?
1: Hello, cousin. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you doing? I am. You know, we, we're getting older, and when you're talking about following your vision, it doesn't mean your eyesight, you know, because sometimes right. the vision is something that we can see, you know, something that we want to do. And like I said, I'm sitting up here now with my foot in my little foot massager. You know, I had my breakfast. I got to teach it this morning because I woke up and found a tooth on the floor. I thought it was her retainer. And then I was like, oh, this is when they gave me that. F-. You know, and I said, I guess I might as well get used to teeth being on the, on the dresser or on the floor because I am getting older. <laughs> so <laughs> let's talk about following your vision and sticking to it.
2: Now, I'm gonna. Um, I'm sorry, go ahead, Jeanette. Yeah. Okay, so
1: when we talk about a vision. All right, tell the listeners who you are,
2: cousin. Uh, well, my name's Cedric Boyd. I've written a couple of books. Um, the first one was The Good Wolf, the second one was Randall Whitmore. Um, I was an a elite level athlete in track and field, and I, and I got a basketball scholarship. So those are. Some of the things that, uh, you know, when I was younger, I, I definitely wanted to do and I accomplished, and uh, it was it was a struggle, but um, nobody said it was going to be easy, and nobody, mm-hmm. I mean, that was never even in the process, you know, um, and I was thinking about something the other day. Once you understand that it's going to be hard, there's a certain freedom in that because everything that comes up, it's a challenge. You're like, well, okay, I knew it was going to be hard. Uh-huh. If you thought it was going to be easy from the get-go, you'll get easily discouraged because uh-huh. you're like, oh, this is harder than I thought it was going to be, you know. So your expectation level um, was that it would be easy, and then you found out it would be hard, and that's when a lot of folks quit. So uh-huh. If you come with the expectation that you know it's going to be hard from the get-go, then anything that comes up doesn't surprise you. It's just another hurdle you got to get through.
1: Mm-hmm. So I don't know where you at, cousin, but I think if you kind of like went on Facebook too, you could tag me or however you do it on Facebook. I don't know. And then they could see you just like they seeing me as we talking. So, because I'm, no, I'm kind of multitasking at the same time. i got to figure out how to merge all of this so because some individuals want to see as well here hear and it gives individuals that, that platform so I got to do better with all modern technology stuff. But I know like on Facebook, you can bring people in and they can all look at you at the same time. Now, when you talk about just that vision, and we're going to get into your book, because I have some questions for you. And following that vision, and, you know, and a lot of times as a young African American male, you know, things were probably, well, I want to be, like you say you start off as an athlete. Because like I said, I thought you were going to be the NBA player. Then you went on the track. And then you... So when we talk about a vision, what was a vision for you? Because I know this month in March we're celebrating National um, Women's Month, and I was sharing yesterday on Facebook how I saw a box that distracted me, and I saw some accomplishments I had done. And, and I know now you can sit back and be like, wow. And I remember a man it's told nice. me a long time ago it was that easy, everybody would do it.
2: Absolutely. So
1: when we start, thank you, Mark Henry. I appreciate it because I got to figure out how to get this stuff done because I'm old school. So, because um, when you talk about putting these things together and as a young black man, what was your vision being younger? I'm noticing that a lot of young people are becoming far more creative in some of the things mm-hmm. that they're accomplishing today
2: there's a lot more tools to get things accomplished. Everything was kind of traditional, like you went through a traditional method, but the world is a different place now, so you can you don't need to wait on anybody for your vision. But, but my number one vision when I was in junior high, when I was in uh, high school was to play college basketball. I didn't mm-hmm. necessarily want to play in the NBA. I'm glad you guys thought I was going. But I I don't think I had that kind of talent, you know. I, was, I don't think I had that kind of talent. And that was me okay. that, that being honest. You know what I mean? Okay. Uh, I, think, I, think I, was good en- I think I was a good enough player to play in college. But which, when I came out of college, there were 256 people in the NBA.
0: Mm-hmm. That's not
2: a lot of people. Right? People don't understand the level of athlete that you have to be in the to be in the NBA. Now, when you go to a hospital, there's more than 250 people working at a hospital, way more. Mm-hmm. So now we're talking about basically a graduating high school class from a small high school one time. is That's how many people are playing at the NBA mm-hmm. at the time that I graduate. So it's like finding a needle in a haystack, basically. Uh-huh. These guys are superhuman. So for me, I just wanted to – Play college basketball. I wanted to, you know, run track. Uh
1: huh.
2: I, I wanted to run track and be a professional track and field athlete, but I hurt my, I hurt my hip. So my life kind of went in a different direction.
1: Okay. But I
2: did accomplish the things, the goals that I set. I did accomplish them, and then it was time to move on and move on to something else. But I kind of didn't know what I was moving on to. You know, I just thought I was going to get a job, and that was it.
1: Oh, you say just get a job and that's it. You know, and it's interesting mm-hmm. because a lot of times individuals will, you know, we see individuals at a young age or we we think that they're going to go in one direction. And like you said, now, you know, I was looking at some information, and it was about people actually, when they're talking about a vision, it's, it's an idea. Mm-hmm. It's a thought. And sometimes family can discourage you. The community can discourage you. You know, like you said, we, you, you was like, as long as I get to college and play not enough for me, you know, my mm-hmm. thing was I don't want to exercise. So I was like, and I got tired of school. So, yeah. but the, we all have these images. Cause I wanted to go to law school. I wanted to be an attorney and I wanted to be right. a judge, but I to, to do things in that field. So I'm, I'm pleased with that. But the problem is a lot of times, a lot of people, they drop out, they fall out, they procrastinate. Different things happen, and it's that commitment, that commitment, that investment. You know, even if COVID hit and people are doing things via Zoom, Skype, I had spoken with one of my interns, that said, you know what, I need to do some classes and put some information out there. And then, boom, we had no choice. So, right. action speaks louder. Than words, because but we me, gotta go action. You know, let me let me bring it. Let me just bring it on hold
2: to you. You know, like when the girls started playing tennis. I'm sure you know the the Williams family mm-hmm. from Compton, and and you know Grandma has been a Jehovah's Witness in Compton since the 50s. Huh. Mm-hmm. You know? So um, or maybe even the 40s. I'm not sure, but she's been. A Jehovah's Witness and cops. So she knows the, the, the parents and the girls and probably seen them grow up. And, like, when Richard had that vision of the girls playing tennis, mm-hmm. I mean, everybody had to think he was out of his mind. Because he mm-hmm. never played tennis before, you know, but <laughs> he had a vision, and it was ugly, and he had to deal with racism. And he had, but he really? knew in his heart, he knew in his heart, he knew what he saw. You have to understand what your right. vision is. When, when nobody else sees it, you got to know what it's worth and see it and understand it and understand that, yeah, you're going to get there, but nobody put a timeline on it and nobody said it was going to be easy. As a matter of fact, it's going to be difficult. That's true. When you see the girls now, they're not the little girls with with beads falling out of their head and stuff. They're, they're two of the most famous women in the world, and they grew up right around the corner from you. You know, so, like, when you have, I don't care if it's Joe Jackson or Beyonce's daddy or Tiger Woods or Lo, even LeVar Ball, like, he saw his kid doing it. He knew what he was looking at. And I think I think the first part of your vision is you have to really, really see it, you know, and speak it into existence and see it before anybody else sees it
1: um, or nobody, or you'll give up. You'll quit. You know, that's why they say say it, claim it, mm-hmm. say it, claim it, believe it, and then receive it. You know, and I posted about Taina committing, so she's coming your way, so I'll put uh, that out there, your way, okay. and she Got committed. You. And when she said she wanted to major in psychology, now I thought Tisha was the one that would want to take over the business and do all of this stuff, and when I was sitting, conversation with my daughter, it was one of my granddaughter, it was one of those proud granny moments because I didn't force it on her. I wanted her to do what she wanted to do because first it was modeling and then I worked at five, you know, me and We, I'm paying all this money, taking her to Vegas and all these classes and she didn't do nothing with it. And Uh then it was, I want to play basketball and then I'm out there with boots on, running on the basketball court you know, because I knew she was going to be athletic. I saw all these things. I used to call them my little mariah or my my, my uh, leash keys. I bought her little pianos. You know, I'm trying to groom my baby. But when she sat there and told me she wanted to major in psychology, I was like, wow. And like I told her, a lot of doors and opportunities can open up for you because I remember, I don't know being doing what I'm doing. This was the furthest thing from my mind. But I remember my mother kept telling me, don't get no license. Don't get no license. If you get a license, you're going to take it. If you get a license, she was afraid for me to become a licensed professional. And I remember, Cedric, the first time I took my test, I failed because I was tired. Her words was all in my head. And when I sat there under that camera taking that that test, I fell asleep because I had to Picture and the picture looked like her. So because we looked so much like, when I was looking (laughs) at that little picture on the screen, I fell asleep because I don't want to look at her. I didn't want to hear it. And I woke up, I I, I had an hour, I had 60 minutes to answer 100 questions. I missed that test by one question. And I'll never forget, teacher called me and said, Mom, you passed. I said, no. She said, well, you what you want? I said, Red lobster." She said, you passed your test? I said, no. That don't mean I can't eat. But the problem right. was, exactly. I let my mother get in my head and it distorted right. my vision of where right. I was going. I didn't give up. I just never stood. And I just finally got to the point where I said, you know what? I got to pass this. I know I can do this. And when I right. passed it, I was in there doing a Hallelujah Dance. And then after that,
2: of
1: course, just Started opening. And I just started seeing that vision with my grandbaby. And my granddaughter has been sitting in my offices since she was two years old. And I'll never, right. the client said, I got to finish this program. And I said, why? They said, because I refuse to be here long enough for that child to be teaching me. Or teaching right. this class. <laughs> she called it. She literally called it. I refused yeah. to be in this program. Long enough. So, in other words, I ain't correct crack, met methamphetamine, getting high long enough for this child to be teaching me. And right. 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 now she's almost. At me. <laughs> I was like,
0: yeah.
1: I wanted to just cry <laughs> and embrace her. I was so emotional. But you know, when we start talking about these visions, we got to dare to dream. We got to define the dream, declare it, and then defend it. See, that's
0: where the yeah. action
1: part comes is defending that dream. Now right. tell us about your book because I know it was a dream and all of this stuff. Tell me how that even came true or how you even get to well point.
2: Well um, for me I've always been a super talented writer but I okay. never really saw the value in it. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? I wanted to be in Athlete, or whatever I wanted to do. And, um, like God will put things in the way.
0: I, I, mm-hmm. I don't know if that's
2: the right word, but He will definitely direct your path. Yeah. You know, now if you choose to accept that direction, that's on you, but He definitely wants you to go in a, in a particular direction. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I get hurt a lot. I had a lot of injuries, broken bones in my feet, you know, just stuff that wasn't going to be conducive for me to be an athlete. Um, so, um, you know, my mother wrote a book. You wrote Sex Out of Wedlock, and then um, everybody really loved that. And my mother always told me I was a writer. And my teachers, you know, would call her and say he needs to write. He's a writer. He's like, no, he wants to play basketball. He wants to do this and that. So, um, you know, I just never really fully embraced it. But once I saw, once I saw how much people enjoyed Sex Out of Wedlock, I was like, oh, okay, I guess. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. At this point, I was in my early 40s, mm-hmm. you
0: know. So
2: I was like, I enjoyed working on it so much that once I wrote The Good Wolf and I got it published and, and got the response that it that it gets, anytime anybody reads it, you know, mm-hmm. like it's consistent. I don't care if they're 19 or 75. It doesn't matter. It's the same response. I don't care if they're black, white, green, blue. It's the same response. So now that I know that this is what I'm supposed to be doing, I have to do it, right? Mm-hmm. So there were there were there were many times like I had a really good job. Um, unfortunately, I had to get out of there because they were immoral, you know. So I had to be agreed to, to you know, to part ways.
1: And um, <laughs> well, at right. least they let you in. I tried to get in. They wouldn't let me in. <laughs>
0: Yeah,
2: they were there. was some nonsense going on, so I had to drive Uber for two years until I found another job. I sold the books out of my car. I gave them cards. I, you know what I mean. I did. I went on TV shows. I went on radio shows, and things still didn't happen because it just wasn't my time yet. You know, um, I picked up this lady. I will tell you a quick story. I picked up this lady, and um, oop, uh, when I was driving. And I had my books in the back seat, right? And this was, I didn't know this lady from Adam, some white lady I picked up from some, they were, they were at some sex party. I don't know what it was.
1: I know it was book. So her and, the, and this guy got in the car. Really? Really? Respect, 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 respect. You know, sex addiction is real, right? So you picked up a woman from right, a sex
2: party. <laughs> well, that's probably why she enjoyed this book so much. But,
1: um, yeah, because of the, the character
2: of I mean, Randall. She's <laughs> yes, enjoying Randall so much. You know, she may That's have been enjoying true. a Randall. You know, she was in the mm-hmm. house. But anyway, Um, I picked them up. They were from the Bay, which is about, I don't know, about 80 miles from here. And she was a, she was a CEO of, of some company. Mm-hmm. And her and this dude were in the backseat. They were real drunk, acting stupid and stuff. And then she saw my book back there. And she's like, oh. Somebody left a book back here, The Good Wolf. I love that book. I said, what? I, I love that book. I said, really? Well, what do you like about it? Well, as you can see, like the book that I hold up, my picture isn't on the book in the back. Of mm-hmm. the I wrote it. She had no idea I wrote it. We started talking, and she's like, you know, I have dyslexia, and I don't, let anybody know that because they'll take advantage of me in business and she's a woman in business and she started telling me like I you know I love the fact that he's got this these secrets and this and that she just started really unloading everything about this book. So when I said uh ma'am you know I'm I'm Cedric Boyd I wrote it. She said <laughs> what yeah and, and that oh, picture that I you put yard. on your
1: Wow that
2: picture that I put on your that I sent you to put on your um mm-hmm. Facebook page I have cards made up like that with me holding the book with my face split like that so I, mm-hmm. I gave one of those cards and man, you should have heard the apologies and I'm sorry and what are you doing here how come you how come you don't how come you're not living in a mansion I don't understand this what are you doing driving uber i don't what I really wanted to say was, lady, um, I'm black. You know, like <laughs> it's not going to be that easy for me, and I understand that.
0: Right. I know they you would know build.
1: what, But Charles Baldwin books and all of them, yeah. James Baldwin and you know, right. books so, that my dad used it, to read. Mm. Right, but it wasn't,
2: it wasn't, it was just as hard for them. So I understand mm. the process. I know they would have built a statue for me outside of one of those publishing companies. If I was white and I wrote The Good Wolf, The Good Wolf is a masterpiece. I don't say it because I wrote it. I say it because it's the truth. You know, Mm -hmm. from the response I've gotten over the eight years for The Good Wolf is insane. But life ain't fair, Jeanette. Like, if your vision, you know what I mean? If your vision is that it's going to happen quickly or fairly or whatever's going to happen, um, you are sorely mistaken because most of the things that I've seen um, that were really, really good, they took some time mm-hmm. for it to, um, to come to fruition. So, like but, I knew that
1: going mm-hmm. in, you know. I but not about. only that, cousin, it has to manifest itself. It's kind of like when I was saying when I found that that certificate in the book in that box yesterday. That certificate was ten years old about women, right. encouraging women, and all this other mess. And it takes time. You can't yeah. just give up. It don't have to be about money. You know, sometimes we want this quick fix. You know, I want to write this book. Mm-hmm. and People don't realize the problem. So when you start adding that stuff up, and you got $15 here, $20 there, $30 there, it's right. going to take a whole lot of money to get to where you think you go go. And even so, if it's your passion, you know, and the value of it, it's priceless. It's it's just priceless. The woman was probably embarrassed because she was telling you about the book and all this stuff, and didn't get the author right there in her. You would she in the car with you? And she didn't even she know. She was embarrassed because of the way she
2: was acting.
1: Yeah, the way
2: she was drunk and belligerent, and her and the and her friend. Was rude and they were just you know just entitled and just mm-hmm. thought I was just a guy driving the car which I which I am so mm-hmm. it doesn't matter like you behave you act like you got some sense regardless of who you're sitting in front of sure you know yes. I even I wrote that regarding a, a particular character there was a limo driver developing apps and he was actually a very rich young man but people mm-hmm. were treating him like crap. Because they thought he was just like a guy That was picking him up, you know mm-hmm. and, and Randall didn't treat him like that And he's like, and man, you, you, know, didn't, you didn't treat me like that You know
0: mm-hmm. So
2: you don't and know I who think,
1: you're sitting in front of mm-mm. You know, yesterday, not yesterday But the other day, Tisha had called me And she was reading something I guess somebody posted something On Facebook page And they was telling her about her mom And it was talking about, you know, your mom was one of the coolest your mom, I remember your mom, my dog got out. Your mom pulled the bus over, made his wait while I put my dog. And I'm sitting up there like, Tisha, I remember the name, but I don't remember. Because the thing is, when you, like you said, where your starting point, you got individuals that started with nothing. And by the right. end, by the time they uh, finished their vision, and it don't even have to be their vision. They didn't even know that these things was going to happen. Even when, you know, and I know that this show is not about just me sharing also and giving people some tips and tools, and you are going to sharing more about your book. But just when she told right. me about, I had a person talk about when you, they used to write your school bus. <laughs> when I tell people, I did a stop assessment the other day, Cedric, and this guy was a school bus driver. Now, these stop assessments cost like $500 a session, between
0: 500 to
1: to $1,000. And I'm telling the man I used to drive a school bus, he didn't believe me. No, I used to drive a school bus. I retired as a school bus driver. To go from there, he's like, but now you doing this, this, this. Yeah, but I was a school bus driver. And I'm not ashamed to say I was a school bus driver. Right. So that's part of the vision is when you're able to look forward and don't lose sight of where you come from. That is very, very important because that's not only the commitment, Cedric, but the values. Now, part of what right. also have to do with the morals, the values. She felt embarrassed, acting out, you know, felt the shame of her behavior. But that's just, hey, you are who you are. You're going to do what you go do. But right. when we start talking about these principles, practicing them, can you share with the listeners because I know you've done it you on know, some of the shows of people that were there to support you. Some people are not going to be there to support you when we're talking about your vision. Because you got to remember, your vision is for you and God and be able to give it to other people. That's where sometimes we lose, we lose sight. What is it like you for you? Use,
2: well, well, like, you have to use people. Like God says you make your enemies your your footsteps, your footstool. Mm-hmm. So you have to use them for what they're for. So this is what I did. That's
1: me. I, that is me. Use them for what yeah. they are for. Because you don't get discouraged by other people. What when I did, you you, know, you, know, you can't do this. You can't. You know, like my mother. My mom, like that. Right. You don't want to sell therapy. Mm-hmm. They kill social workers. You need to work at a bank. I'm like, why would I work at a bank and i driving
2: a school bus
1: than I would be in a bank teller. <laughs> right. You want so, me to look looking all pretty shirt, mascara running, don't my lipstick yeah. all twisted, looking all pretty.
2: Well this is, this is, a- this is <laughs> what I this is what I use them for, Jeanette. Like I I I sent the book once I got it published to all the people that hate everything. Right. <laughs> so they're kind of hate. So I sent Uh, the book to people that I knew I'd have to fight them to get them to read it, but I would just stay on them to read it. Um, People that I knew would hate, they hate everything because they're sad,
0: and mm -hmm. I don't know what it
2: is. They're just unhappy. They're bothered, you know. So I sent it to all them. Once I got all the people that I knew that would start hating and they liked it, I was like, now
1: we got
2: Now I got But it's definitely the way first get all the, get all the ugly names Just get it out of the way That's smart, that's Cedric. You know what I mean? What's
1: up? Well, wow I'm not going to No, I'm not going to bust them out Because, I, because they helped me I, Thank you You understand what I'm saying? They
2: helped me because As soon as I put the book out for the market on Twitter or whatever, they don't know me. They're going to be brutally honest, you know, Mm -hmm. whether they like it or not. You know, when you look at the reviews, I probably got like 70 some odd reviews. I can't get 70 people to lie for me. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I I can't do that. I don't have that kind of influence.
1: Mm-hmm. Like, you see
2: five-star, 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 five-star. Either I got all these people to lie for me, or it is the real deal. It can't uh, be wrong. You understand uh, what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I've been fortunate enough to be around people that were really, really good at, at whatever they did. You know, I got some friends that played professional basketball. I got friends that played professional baseball, professional football. And you could see it when they were young, you're like, Nope, that guy's different than us. He's different. (laughs) Even when we were kids. You know, like people don't have the ability to recognize greatness. They just don't have they just don't it has to happen first. They don't they don't have vision. They have Mm -hmm. to go, Okay, it's already in the store. It's kinda like the stock market. Like you have to be able to look at a a company and a stock before it turns into Bitcoin. Right? When it's just an idea and they're like, okay, these people got vision. I see their work ethic. I see who they are. I'm gonna bet on them. And mm-hmm. then if you bet on them and you're right, like you're not gonna be right every time, but if right. you know what to look for, you're gonna be right most of the time. Right. You know, you can just you can tell by who they are and what they're doing. You can go, Okay, this person will not be denied. And right. I'm just one of those people that I will I will I with it. I'll die with it, Jazette. I'm telling you. I will die
1: you know, you know, uh, you know, even though today is not the show from the pulpit to the couch, but you know what? That's biblical right there. Because yeah. sometimes people can see in you where you don't even see in yourself. Because even though I had a mother that was discouraging, I had other people that poured into me and vested in me. You know, I'll never forget when I walked into this woman's house as a social worker, and I didn't even know nothing about social work. The woman told me, right. "You're not gonna be alone." Take it as an insult, but that woman saw in me what I didn't even know. You right. know, I remember me to to meet with Oprah, Yana Van Zandt, her taking me to to go um, see Shantae Moore, and you know, right. and, and I'm like, "Why is this woman doing this? She's just my." she's a foster parent. I didn't know she was involved with the president of Sony Records, Harmony Records. She was grooming me without me even realizing I was being groomed. And she would always give me a book. And see, my
0: thing,
1: Cedric, it's not personal. My mother made me be a straight A student. Made me. I couldn't make B pluses. It was straight A's.
0: So
1: I was naturally... But when in a time when I didn't have to read and I didn't have to do, mm. I was like, Well, thank you, Jesus. I ain't got to do this no more. I just rebelled. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm 50 something years old. I'm still rebelling. I need to stop because I, I got some stuff I got to do. But <laughs> I was just rebelling. But the thing is, people <laughs> can see that vision. Like you said, as a young man, they saw it in you, they saw your talent, they saw and you, they encouraged you. So sometimes when you're trying to pursue your vision, I want to give the listeners some information. And this is just coming from Forbes. i saying what Jeanette said. you got to first commit to your values. When we talk about values, your morals. You know, how important is this to you? And what is the benefit or what is it going to serve everybody else? When I do this radio show, Cedric, it is so not about but people will say thank you. I like the topics. It was a good idea because
0: mm-hmm.
1: it gives the ability to give them a platform. And you look at your haters. People go be saying things negatively, but at the end of the day, it the, the show is heard in several different countries. And when you get that kind of feedback and the information you're sharing is valuable, you never know who you might be reaching or Absolutely. who needs to hear that. The second one, turn your values into followable principles. Don't make it so you're all over the place. Pen, paper, write it down. Mm-hmm. Right. Because you got to make sure that you're able to follow it. And if you get off track, fine. You know I'm still stuck on what my mama told your mama about her book, but that was okay. Right. <laughs> Took you that long. i would be dead by the time this done. <laughs> so, you know, you want to yeah, make sure you've got. What it is, you You know, we always laugh when we get on the show together. we got to make sure yeah. we got to follow up. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> is... what, what did you say?
2: I said, and she was.
1: Oh, man. <laughs> I, mean, I tell you, that to write a book. <laughs> so Good. practice these value-based guiding principles consistently. If you Good. don't have the time on your vision, do it in sections, a little bit here, Good. a little bit there, taking care of this, taking care of that, and you have no idea how it can all come together. And so when we're doing this, identify, recruit people who share your values and bring them on board in a way that reflects your value-based guiding principles. Absolutely. You know, they, say, they say, but you got to be careful with your dream killer. You know, right. you can kill the dreamer, but you ain't going to kill the dream. And right. if you are a threat, you make an impact, you have a vision, you could be a danger to some people. And recognize mm-hmm. and reward people in line with your guiding principles. See, now that is a because some people have a vision and they forget about the people that was behind them. They forget right. about the people that helped them put it together. See, I don't forget the people there for me when I was driving a bus or the right. people that poured into me or even that job for my company with me that you know, with these contracts or teaching putting these proposals together, or you know, don't forget about the individuals. You know, my the young lady that used to put my um stuff on social media platforms. I'm waiting to meet with her so she can plug in my dog on iPhone. <laughs> so i do mm. all that. Mess. So don't get too big, bigger than your vision, because you can get in right. trouble for that. So you got to recognize and reward those individuals. And take your guiding principles into account, and, and transition them across ups and downs. Meaning, I want to go this way, that way, and and, and don't be afraid to step outside the box. Now, mm-hmm. vision the values over and over again, because sometimes individuals, sometimes you got to go back to the drawing board, or you got to take away. But by that same token, follow through. So, Cedric, tell what it was like for you. When you was sitting at probation or, or working at the um, youth center with the young men and putting that book together, falling asleep, and tell them about that. Because, see, they think, oh, it's easy and you can go to Amazon and follow these platforms. Let's talk about that a little bit.
2: It was anything but easy, Jeanette. Um, I thought it was easy when I was going through the process because I don't Even then, I didn't look at it as easy or hard. It's just something that I want to do. And whatever I have to do to do it, I'm just going to do it. But um, I was working at night. I was working 6 p.m. to 6 a.m., which is a long, long day, you know. Mm -hmm. And um, I needed something to keep me awake. So around 10 o'clock, I would go in my office. I was a supervisor. And I would just go in my office and start writing. Uh-huh. And then I was send it to um, one of my coworkers who was also working that horrible shift and she, it was keeping her up, you know, uh-huh. so she just, she just loved it. You know, she just, and when I finished, she's like, you're going to publish it. Right. I was like, well, maybe, I don't know. She's like, nah, nah, you got to publish it. It's it's too good. So
0: i was uh-huh. like, well, let me send it to
2: a person whose opinion I really, really respect. So I sent it to her and she's like, Nah, nah, boy, it's, it's it's the real deal. You got to publish it. So then I had to I had to edit it and I had to find somebody to help me edit it. And then luckily um, uh, my frat brother was in um, he was in the process of moving to California from Arizona. He was a he was an instructor at Arizona State, so he was staying with us. He happens to be a graphic designer, so he did the cover. You know, so like every step of the way that would break my way
1: mm-hmm. you know
2: um, and then unfortunately, I had to leave that job, which um you know, like God just sent you on a different path, and then it got really difficult financially, you know, um we didn't have an air conditioner for like three years, because I couldn't afford to buy to buy one for the house, you know, we were just kind of making ends meet, you know um. Jamie's mother got sick, her father got sick, you know, just uh, it was just a lot of struggle for us to get there. You know, of course we were able to keep our house. We were able to, and I was able to get another job, and that paid pretty good money, and I could kind of get back on track financially. Um, but life is a struggle, Jeanette. It is? You know, oh,
1: it, you know <laughs> like it's, a struggle,
2: it's a struggle, and it doesn't. No, when they educated,
1: say the struggle is real, the struggle is real. So, that's oh you so it gets funky.
2: You know, it gets real funky. So it doesn't matter who I know or what I did or whatever. Like none of that really matters like now. Like what am I doing now? What am I doing to make mm-hmm. it happen now? You know, mm-hmm. because um and I don't regret the struggle because I would have never met the guy that produced the audio book,
1: Thor. Yeah.
2: You know, he, he produced the audio book. And the only reason he wanted to produce it is because he read it.
1: And he's like, Oh my god <laughs> And we're gonna talk and, about this, Cedric. We have a caller calling on right now. Let's this person on and then I'm gonna ask you a question. Okay. Hi, this is Jeanette. Welcome to Purchase Predicaments, Blog Talk Radio, How are you doing? number in and in two two. I know who that is. So how you doing, Ms. Michelle?
0: I'm doing good. How are you?
1: I'm doing okay. I haven't heard from you in a while. Do you have any questions for myself or for Richard Boyd, who is the author of The Good Wolf, as we're talking about following vision?
0: Um, No, I just came in the middle of it. I'm sorry I didn't get to come in earlier. Yeah, I've had some medical issues. I've had to deal with my daughter. Sorry. Oh, okay. Um, no problem. I also want to
1: say, Mark Henry, I see your comments on Facebook, and I want to thank you for listening, Mark Henry. And you know I know who you are. Like I said, I don't know if you remember, I was that school bus driver way back when, I was Angel Brooks sister. I am Angel Brooks sister, but yeah. Now, you know what? I'm to some information, and it asks the question. Sometimes we talk about this vision, and we got to find a way to stay on course. And one of the things you could do is ask yourself, how much do I really want it? Not do I deserve it, but do I want it? Because if we say and get debating on what we deserve, what we don't deserve, we can get in trouble. But how much do you really want it?
2: What do you think about that? The thing about it is, Jeanette, like you'll find out how much you really want it when you're going through the process because if you don't really want it, you will quit. (laughs) You know? And that's what that's what my dad used to say. He's like the best thing in the world for you to do is struggle at the beginning because if you don't want to do it, you'll you'll find out in the beginning if it's too hard for you or if it's too much for you. You know. So the best thing in the world to happen is to be super difficult at the beginning because you'll find out if you what you do you really want
1: to do it. Mhm. You know, I I tell people when they say they can't do, I say if you can't you ain't. You know. I kept saying, I don't want to exercise. I don't But Cedric, no people told me, Jeanette, your numbers look like it's close to diabetes. I said, oh, hell no. Right. I done lost. <laughs> I said, I ain't doing <laughs> a diabetes. <laughs> diabetes don't play fair. They take body parts. I don't want to really? die. My butt been drinking yeah. water. Here's the water on Facebook. Right. I been. I didn't, I didn't have no junk food. I, mm, Jeanette been exercising, walking, running around. I'm not playing diabetes. That woman told me
2: you,
1: oh, you can come back in May. and We'll test you again because you got to have two tests at this number. Uh-uh, you ain't catching me slipping. That, no, diabetes that ain't gonna be part of my plan. So, I got so you, you do whatever it takes to succeed in your own way, in your right. way, not the way that people want you to go. Because if you get so caught up in what people want you to do, I've had people. But today you, know, you need to talk about this, and because of this, and be, I leave it alone. I leave it alone. That's too much negative energy, you know. Right. So, what do you think about? You do whatever it takes to fit in your own way. It's not. You need to that you don't listen, but all advice ain't good advice. What do you want the, the listeners to know in regards to following your vision by succeeding in your own way.
2: Yeah, you you have to be careful what you receive. You know mm-hmm. what I mean. I hear it all. I only receive certain things. You know, um, I I when I get advice, I try to look at the perspective of where the person's coming from. Mm-hmm. Like when you said your your mother didn't want you to be well, didn't want you to have a license, and yeah. you said it was, was probably out of, out of here, right? Mm-hmm. She so, was a
1: freaky my mother, my mother didn't, I don't know, I don't know what it was. It was like she set us up. I, she set me up. I don't know about my sister. But why did you make me make straight A's? Why did you do all of this? And then when it got to the front line, you got right. scared. And now you don't want right. me to do nothing. You want me to just stay in constant. You're out of here. And and, yeah. and that's why it confused me. But I'll never forget, Cedric, when I graduated from for my bachelor's degree, she called me and played the song Mariah Carey Song, You're My Hero. She said and she went in a limo. Her and my grandmother drove from Compton to Oceanside, picked me up to graduation in San Diego, and she mm-hmm. told me you did things I was scared to do. Right. She said, I'm proud of you. But she mm-hmm. never told me that when I was younger. It was just like I was confused. I was getting mixed well, messages. You
2: know, well, well, think about this, Jeanette. When you operate out of fear, here's a here's a, a an example. Like J Lo's mother kicked her out of the house because she wanted mm-hmm. to become a dancer. Right? She wanted she, her mother wanted her to become a paralegal, but J Lo was like, "I'm not feeling it." She's like, "Well, you can feel it or not feel it." that are going to be out of this house. And she's like, all right, let me get my stuff and pack. And it's not that she didn't love her daughter.
1: Correct. It's not.
2: Because being a J-Lo, being the person that J-Lo is, is almost impossible for anybody
1: but J-Lo. But J-Lo.
2: Right? And
1: especially her age. You know, I didn't. I didn't, she
2: didn't don't move. J-Lo didn't exist. J-Lo did not exist in her mother's world. There, yeah. there was no... Um, Puerto Rican kids from the Bronx, and then i mm-hmm. one of the most famous people in the world. She's like, "Get a job, play it safe." That's mm-hmm. what I would do, but you ain't your kids, right? They're doing it. They're doing it out of love, Jeanette. They really are, and, I, and it doesn't upset me. Like my mom told me, um, "You ain't gonna last five minutes in that cold." When I got a basketball scholarship, it mm-hmm. used to really upset me. You know, I, I would repeat, I was like, Mom, you told me I wouldn't last five minutes out there. What she was saying was, Cedric, I'm scared. It's cold. You're going to a place that you don't know. There's a bunch of racists there. You're going to the Ozarks. I'm afraid for you. I'm going to miss you. She's, and, and, and I understand that summing that up in that statement telling me, that I'm not going to last five minutes in that cold. At 18, I did not understand that. But at 52, I absolutely understand it.
0: Mm-hmm. She was
2: dealing with her own fear, her mm-hmm. own stuff, you know. Um, and and that comment really upset me for, like, years. But now that I understand where it's coming from and and what helped me was, when I, when I worked on her book and I kind of read her story, I was like, oh, like if you love something, it leaves, and it burns you, and it leaves a mark, and it, you know, so that's where she was coming from. Mm-hmm.
0: You know, I, I, think, I didn't I, have
1: I, the
2: maturity to understand that at that time. I
1: realized that when I got older, because even when I bought the company, and I'm trying to, you know, I'm like, oh set this up and my daughter can do this and I can do that and I'm working for the courts and I'm following right. my path. I'm about to go to law school eventually since I'm already right. working for the court as a court mediator. My foot is in the door and all hell broke out and then I bought a, well, I bought the company before while I was in the court. But the thing is, she got scared again. You better get right. them people that for that. Don't be mad white folks out there in Orange County and da-da-da-da-da. I'm like, uh-uh, I'm about to lose everything that I own. I got to fight differently. I got to figure this out because I ain't going out like that. It was a vision, but sometimes, Cedric, I don't even realize what I got, where I am, who I am until people bring it to my attention. Right. After I found the thing, I found the little article that was written about me in a piece of paper and and I was like, ooh, I really know that. You know, and I'm listening to Tisha telling me, mom, kids will remember. All right, I remember. I, I did all this coaching and uh, driving the school bus, and, and like Michelle was on the phone with us, and she saw the vision, and, and even working with Lyric. And, you know, so sometimes when you're looking at things, you're following your vision, stay on track. Mm-hmm. The only voice you really need to listen to is yours and your higher power. Because That's sometimes you want to listen to my mother. What? I-, I couldn't drive a bus. I got injured at 33. Right. I retired at right. 33 as a bus right. driver. I wasn't work. Every time I get a job, I get fired because I got a strong right. personality. Say something or not, I still get in trouble. <laughs> Me and Jobs don't right. I've been self-employed on my own company for 15 years. I'm about to retire again. So right. again, repeat it. Hear the dream, define the dream, declare the dream, defend it. Defending it is the hard part. Because some people think, well, once I'm there, I can relax. No, you're right Because no, some people yep, you gotta become more creative. Now tell us about the audio part. Because that thing that you changed, because so your, your book's been out for a while, now you have an audio version. So i got to get the audio version, because you know that's what I've told you, I wouldn't mm-hmm. know, so I could listen to it in the car, listen to the stories. So tell you me about listen, the audio part of on, your book. Yeah,
2: absolutely. Just don't listen to it around children, because it is oh, it is
1: okay. Wait, uh, wait, wait, wait. i got to say this, Cedric, and then I'm going to let you go with that. You said don't listen to it around children. I was in college, yeah. <laughs> I was in Cops over the weekend. I'm laying on the couch watching TV. Ryder playing with cards. Ryder broke out and said, "Shit!" By the time the Ryder got the tea out, the shit, Keisha came in. Don't you? Who told you to say? She said, "I don't know why I said that word." Benjamin. <laughs> got real nice, yeah. Patrick, I, said, Patrick, I tried so hard not to laugh. It was mm. cool. my face was just swollen. She had her little house shoe set in there Ryder couldn't even get the whole It out Before Tisha was out here He said I don't know what said that word And Tisha looked at me She said Mom, you need to stop Before I whoop you After I whoop Tisha That's left a- Ryder said Ryder said Granny You gonna get a whoop So, thank you. thank you for the forewarning because I'll make sure I don't listen to it in front of writer. Because writer be wanting to cuss bad really? and teacher be on him. I was like, how did teacher hear that way in the room? And see, I told teacher, I ignored it. I didn't it, because I didn't want to add to it because every time I come around, writer gets in trouble. <laughs> so, I'll make thanks, thanks for the forewarning. Okay,
2: so. Yeah. No,
1: the audio part. Okay, so
2: I um I met a gentleman I work with and he happens to be a you know, a sound ma- you know, like a sound engineering major. He majored in Madden in College. He happens to be my flat brother also. Um,
0: mm-hmm. and he
2: read the book and he loved it. So he's like, We need to do an audio book and I was like, Yeah, man, I'm in He's like, But I wanna do it different. I want different voices for different characters. So I was like all right, brother, you know, there's a lot of characters in the book, so we got to start recruiting voices. So I thought about a lot of the people that I knew, a lot of people I went to college with, um, a lot of the people that were in my family, and I was like, well, they could do this voice, or such and such could do this voice. My wife can do this voice. I can do a couple. So what happened is it ended up being 22 separate people, and it took about a year, and it spanned probably eight or nine states. In the United States And even I got another voice from another country So It took a while to get everybody together My god the book is 88,000 words Um, The thousands of cuts That Thorne had to make He did an incredible job Um, He did the voice of the main character He he has a great voice But also he's the engineer Uh So it's easier for him To narrate And do Randall's voice um, it's incredible right now, it's pending right now, we're in the last days of it, of it being pending and then I'll send you a link
0: uh-huh.
2: that, um, available, you know, because it's a long it's a long process we'd already completed the process but there was something in the, the title or the credits or something that he had to redo today so now we're just waiting for the um, company to hear back from the company and then it will be available and I'll give you a a head drop when it's
1: available.
0: But it's done okay. on audio. Cousin, something
1: just dropped in my spirit. Something just dropped in my spirit. And I'm gonna okay. be obedient, I'm gonna tell you. Now you gotta do a cartoon version. Yeah, I was thinking about
2: that too. <laughs> I don't know
1: why, it just I was you gotta do a cartoon version. Yeah. Because hey, some individuals connect. So even listening to an audio book with grown folks to do a cartoon version. I don't know how you gonna make it animated, but now you gotta make these characters and you gotta do it with adult content.
2: There well, you go. There well, you go. You know, I could have wrote the book ten years from now or forty years ago. Um, it really wouldn't matter because all the all the principles in the books are universal. You know, it was it was shocking to people that I wrote this book because they don't know me to be that person. Mm-hmm. Um, they, if your dad had written it or my dad had written it, they'd have be been like, oh, yeah, that makes sense, you know. <laughs> <If> my <laughs> dad would have written it, he
1: would be straight gay We don't need him. <laughs> well, the, the content, been, they would be the like murder, prostitutes.
2: Right. The <laughs> content of the book... Is very not like my persona. You see mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It's
0: more you. like the
2: deeper, it's, it's the deeper parts that still are in me. You know, it's still like I'm still Lieutenant Boyd's son. So but
0: you know, that's the beauty.
1: Because if you start looking at Stephen King and you start looking at some of these other authors and you see their pictures and they face, like, where did they get that from? Or when you right. start talking about creativity, you never know what birth into somebody. Even with me right. doing radio, I never thought I'd be doing no radio. I didn't want no camera in front of my face. I don't even want to comb my hair and put makeup and off. Right. <laughs> you just never know. What you doing is that these yeah. gotta follow through. And like they say, mm-hmm. if God brings you, brings you through it and you make it don't make your vision a job or something that's very because you'll be like oh, I wanna do this today or not tomorrow or you know, you will make it fun when it comes to that vision. And that way you will enjoy doing it. Now I'm looking at something and because like I said Susie, we need to pull it to the couch. And in the Bible, it says, and the Lord answered to me, write the vision on tablet, so he may run who reads it. When there is no prophetic vision, the people cast off restraint, but blessed is he who keeps the law. For still visions await to to the appointed time and hasten to the end in life. Now, that is interesting because, Cedric, when we talk about the appointed time, sometimes that can be drawn out. Sometimes, I mean, whatever, and, and I, I'm going to let you in the show, but whatever the vision was for both my life and your life, it is manifesting itself. Allison's life, a lot of the people that are, we have done some awesome things on both sides of my family. And yeah. I am Appreciate and respect the work that you guys are doing because it's valuable it's practical, and even though we're getting up in age, that vision right. can still continue to flow because we got our vision now what do the listeners to know or how can they find the audible part of your book or you know because we didn't get in all the today the listeners to know. About you, how to find you, your books, audio part. Cause you got to do
2: um, and- the audio. The audio is going to be on Amazon and iTunes. Um, the 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 books are available on Amazon right now. We're just going to keep it super simple. Um, you know, I, I, it's not going to be a bunch of different websites. Everybody has Amazon, and most people have iTunes. So if you want the audio book, it will be on Amazon and iTunes. The Good Wolf is on iTunes the uh, the e-version, the e-version is also on Amazon. Um and the paperback, which is what I re- really want you to get is on Amazon. So they're all it's all like a, a, you know a a touch away on your phone, you know. You just go to the Amazon app, type in The Good Wolf by Cedric Boyd. my uh the book the copy of the book will pop up and then you can read the reviews and just buy it. It's super simple. Know. Yeah. Um, well, you know, and, the last, and the last thing I want to say, Jeanette, is don't put an expiration date on your dreams. Just don't do it because it comes when it comes, and you don't get to decide when it comes. You just get to decide what you do to get it a little closer to fruition. But you don't get to decide the date, and the time, and all that stuff that happens. You, you just have to work towards it, and that's your job. And let God take care of the time part.
0: And now we have a question of point in time. I'm yes. sorry. Jeanette, can I interrupt? Okay. The, the good book, it's called The Good Book.
2: The Good Wolf. The,
0: wolf. the Good Wolf. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. What's the last? The Good Wolf. Is it on Audible by any chance?
2: Yes. It's going to be on Audible shortly, very shortly, when the process of getting it punched through and when I. um. When uh, when it goes live, which should be within the next few days, um, I'll give Jeanette okay. a heads up that you can post the link.
0: Yeah, because I like to listen to the books. I fall asleep when I read them. I can read them and listen, but if I just read them only, so and I have Audible and I have Amazon, but I would rather just, I mean, I might get the book to send to somebody else as a gift, uh-huh. but they like to read. I like to put my things on and listen so, like, well,
2: that's, ma'am, that's why we made the Audible book. You know, <laughs> because I kept getting yeah. requests when you're going to make it Audible, when you're going to make it Audible. And I was like, I don't know when, but now's the time. You know, I got friends, I have a friend that's blind. You know, she went blind um, during um, labor. And I wanted, I always wanted her to like read the book, but she can't because I don't have it in Braille. But this will give access to folks that literally cannot see. So that's the mm-hmm. joy that also that we're getting out of the audio book because there's a whole segment of the population that that cannot see. Correct. So, You're right.
1: It, it is. And like you said, and some people commute when they're traveling and that's great for them to do it. Like I said, I like you on know, my ear, my earplugs gloves, and going to bed at night and listening to stuff when I'm going to sleep. So that right. is true. That is so true. So again, follow your vision Commit, don't give up. There is an appointed time, but it cannot be appointed by you. I want to say, I remember hearing about Snoop Dogg when he was writing his, was throwing them in the trash can because he didn't think he was going to, you know, go nowhere with that. And that right. trash, you know, <laughs> that trash can. So, a lot of people, we have so many visionaries, people out there that are talented. And a lot of times we get discouraged. It happens. But don't give up. Yes, okay? Be patient. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thank you for joining us here at Precious Predicaments, Blog Talk Radio. I love you. I appreciate you. And until next right. week, you got this. And if you are in a state and they're talking about don't wear your mask, use wisdom. Use wisdom. You can't blame it on nobody but yourself. So be mindful when you're out there. Be safe when you're out there. You know, Cedric, we're going to talk about what's going to happen with this trial, with um, that's going on. There's a lot going on in our world. We're losing what? sight of something because we're being distracted. Pay attention. Don't be paranoid, but pay attention. Stay safe. Stay healthy, stay blessed. So until next week, remember you got this. Thank you for joining us here at Precious Predicaments Blog Talk Radio. Bye Bye
0: bye. Bye bye. Bye.